Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern for about an hour. We talk about guns. I guess I've been doing it for 700 episodes, so uh, we win. We're done now. We can quit doing this show. So I imagine these guys showed up. We'll talk again today, and then we'll end it. So uh, we've got some people jumping in here for the last of our Daily Gun Shows. Uh, Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for joining Thanks for the invite and congratulations on 700 shows. Yeah, very cool. Thanks. Oh, uh, we got Patriot jumping in from Michigan. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Congratulations. Yeah, well, uh, Pink, thanks for jumping in. Yep, thanks for the invite. And then we got Ted, or Pink's in Ohio. Then we got Ted jumping in from Nevada. And thank you for the invite and congratulations on the 700 episodes. Yeah, I don't need to be congratulations, but yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. And well, it uh, represents a lot of work. Yeah, standing around for a bunch of times, a bunch of hours, 700 hours approximately. But uh, no, work you get paid for. This is labor of love. So this is just 700 conversations that took place over the span of a bunch of time. So 700 Nitro Express is a bullet. And so we can actually tie it back to guns. So let's see. We got links out there. Finally, I got one out to Sarge there. Other oh, cycle camp. And others have links. So um, we will be watching the comments over on the gun channel site. Kind of built gun channels more than 700 episodes ago. People that want to chat about guns. And then we're watching on the YouTube site as well. So. Um, no, I don't even know if there's a 700 Club. Well, there must be a 700 Club theme, but I don't know if anybody knows the 700 Club theme. Isn't that a religious thing? There's like a show, some kind of church show. Yeah. A particular evangelist called the 700 Club. So we got Cycle Camp jumping in from Connecticut. Hey there. Hey, Pink. Good to see you, buddy. Yep. Exactly. And I'll be personally uh, walking around with the uh, puppet to uh, collect everybody's uh, offerings to make it to 800. <laughs> there we go. You got that little plate with a stick on it? Yep. Uh, and then Ozzy saying, happy DCC. What is that? Is that 700? Dang, I should have done something like that. Is that 700 in the Romans? Oh, I'm thinking it is. The domain extension. That's interesting. So DCC. Boom. I've never seen such a big number. Yeah, DCC. Yeah, it is. D is That's 500, it. 100, and 100. Cool. Yeah, thank you. And we got Sarge jumping in from, what do I always want to say, South Carolina. You're in North Carolina? From North Carolina. So we got 
Night Strike and Ellis in the South Carolina. And how many of you are, are in North Carolina? Uh, I'm in North Carolina. Anybody else from Gun Channels? I think um, Mike. Boomer hasn't set up an account yet, but I got to get on tomorrow to get that done. He's on my show all the time, but he will he will be on. Right on. And uh, obnoxious one. He's from he's from lives out towards the center of the state. Okay. Is Charleston in North Carolina, right? South Carolina. Okay, I've only been to Charleston. Well, I guess I've driven through there. Uh, so I should mention at the beginning of the show, because I usually forget about doing this, that uh, you can buy stuff. It's Friday, so that means it's Free Patch Friday. So if you want to buy stuff over at the Gear website store, that means you get free stuff. There's no coupons. There's no um, codes or anything. There's no minimum orders. Anything you buy comes along with free patches on Friday. And uh, yeah, we really do appreciate the people that eh, I don't have I do. Even drop a link anymore. The people that help us out with uh, keeping our projects online and on the road. That's literally how we do it. So uh, that's why we try to keep stuff coming in and patches going out. Um, Midas, Seven Wonders. Oh, Seven Wonders is in North Carolina. I don't know who Midas is. Oh, right on. Thanks for ordering. By the way, everything ordered today is already out, so it should be on its way to you. Oh, yeah. Mike is in uh, North Carolina? I thought he was. I thought he was souther than that. All right. Well, that's enough of playing around with uh, where everybody's at. Um, See, that, that's why I hate the Friday show, because by the, by the time it comes on, it's Saturday. You're in Connecticut. It's Saturday already. But it's still Free Patch Friday in Arizona. <laughs> oh, yeah. You so can still order. <laughs> I'm not going to fight with it. Yeah, if you order anywhere near Friday. Playing games with a couple of. Oh, you're playing with the video games? Yeah, the Mets playing video games over on uh, some place. I don't know where they play the video games at. We've been in a live chat for Patreons because basically we have a void in the calendar right now, or in the schedule at least, I guess, for uh, Friday nights where um, Clover had been doing a show and Edge had been doing a show. Now neither one of them is doing a live show. So uh, Clover's playing around with doing his stuff um, off, what do you call it, like uh, formatted or, um, how's the word, you know, he's producing it and then just putting it up as opposed to a live broadcast. And then... Uh, um, GS is gun streamer, dude. Gun streamer. Um, so, uh, anyhow, um, where are we going? 700 episodes? Are we going to talk about 700? What is it? 700, uh, Nitro? Nitro? Does anybody have one? I think yeah. I own one bullet. No, I don't hunt like elephants and shit like that, so I don't have a 700 nitro. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. It looks like a Sharpie marker or something, maybe even bigger than that. But how long is it? Not as long as a marker. It's like as long as a uh, 308, or I mean a uh, 30 out 6 or something like that, I think. Make it look longer. 
I just was looking at a bunch of pictures. I posted one on Instagram to uh, let people know about the show. So I found one compared to a 762 by 39, what makes it looks really small. But uh, if I put one up here next to other comparable stuff, 700 is the number eight. It's the same as a 505. What's something else in there that's normal caliber? It's about twice as long as a 762 by 39. So, oh, okay. Remington oh. 700, yeah. Thanks, Pink. I totally forgot about the Remington 700. Yeah, that was from Midnight. No, I know, I was trying to give you credit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long as a 556 also. But it looks pretty big. It looks like a big around of some people's thumbs. They must just get dudes with tiny hands to put some of these guns or some put you know hold some of them. Uh, but it also looks like a giant 30 carbine round. It's kind of a ball round and it's not tapered or necked or anything. So it's just kind of an interesting looking round. It looks fake, really, because it's so big and it just looks like a giant 30 carbine. Oh, I guess I haven't even been screen sharing this whole time. But anyway. 700. Let's talk about 700 Remington 700s. Does everybody in here already have a Remington 700? Anyone no. have a Remington 700? No. A long time that was like the go-to bolt action, I think, for a lot of people. Well, they then they used to use it as uh, sniper rifles in the uh, military. Oh yeah. Jay Monty's got a good one. Any guns worth seven hundred dollars? Lots of guns. Yeah. That's pretty much the sweet spot for guns, right? And they were used. I mean, seven hundred bucks. It's well, is seven hundred dollars? I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, that is pretty much the sweet spot. Like you can pretty much touch any gun on any spectrum. You could buy a really good junky version of a really good gun, or you could buy a really good version of a junky gun. But seven hundred will pretty much get you any gun out there, right? Except maybe machine guns. Yeah. But uh, used 700 will get you all kinds of gun. Oh, yeah. New? I mean, I don't know. It's pretty much every handgun. I've seen people when I was working at Chops and hanging out at Chops a lot. You know, people come in not knowing. I mean, if they come from golf or cars or motorcycles or RVs or something, you know, they'll come in and they'll be like, I really don't want to spend that much. I've only got $800 to spend. Can I even get a gun for that? <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, yeah, pretty much anything you see in the glass here. <laughs> like two of the stuff on the lower shelves and pretty much anything you decide you like, you can pretty much afford with that kind of money. All right, well, 700 is dying. So our last episode is just dead here. Just all why we're dying. Well, a lot of times people look back and do bad stuffs, but we don't have nothing to go. That's nothing that's good. So we're just, just going to end it. Well, um, uh, if, if it's a 700th episode and you're trying to be nostalgic, I suppose, for the 700 episodes, uh, what yeah, I'll, I, I ask maybe somewhat obvious questions, but some questions people may not know. What made you decide 
to start the show and what made you decide to promote and do gun channels? That's two different ones. So gun channels That's was five. Yeah, yeah, gun channels was five years ago because Obama had been threatening to really screw with things via executive actions. So at the beginning of 2013, as a result of uh, Sandy Hook shit, um, he decided that executive actions were necessary because it didn't look like, I don't know, he had enough influence to change everybody's minds and change laws. So the organic, I guess, the natural resistance to that by a bunch of people who are free uh, was pretty awesome to be you know, to experience and to be in amongst. So when we saw that that was uh, starting to die off and some of the nuisance stuff that happens when you have a platform like YouTube that doesn't respect our position on our politics, doesn't respect our property, doesn't respect our values, doesn't respect our recreation, doesn't respect our choices for self-defense and doesn't respect anything about or how we want to interact with our property and our you know, culture or community, then uh, mix that with the platform that's anonymous. Anyone with a inclination can pretty much throw rocks over there. You know, it's like a lot of glass over there. A lot of people can throw rocks, and they they have some some things in place. But if you want to abuse, it's a system that can be abused. And unfortunately, there's people out there that get their jollies from watching other people's efforts uh, be dismissed or discouraged or hindered and that was frustrating as a person who likes to see people's creative efforts flourish it was frustrating to see it on a platform also all being kind of herded into these platforms that weren't made by people who like what we were doing and uh could be so easily destroyed by someone who recreationally could decide to destroy someone's efforts so we wanted to make a place that could uh, allow people that didn't want to get all the way to the level of building their own website and doing their own thing online, who wanted to be platform-centric, who wanted to build a place that was firearms-friendly for those people, and then the audience to, to the people who want to create grassroots you know, uh, content, create their own uh, content, add their own flavor, add their own voice to the mix, be part of the conversation, and then all the people who want to watch that. So we made a place that had a barrier of entry. You had to pay a buck a month to get into it, and that allowed it to pay for itself because there's a little bit of cost. And then mainly it gave us a community that is just a dollar away from being free, and that gives us just about enough, um, you know, whatever, capitalist wall there that the, the suck asses who suck, who, you know, too cheap to pay a buck, can't come in and cause as much havoc, and if they do, it costs them 12 bucks to do it. And anyway, that prevented them because they're all a bunch of cheap no-loads. So uh, that's why we built gun channels. And then, of course, it's evolved over the years through all kinds of evolutions. And now we have a place that's a pretty strong platform with people that do Second Amendment content of multiple types, multimedia, and uh, pretty much lasts 24 hours a day. And uh, working with some of the other places like GunStreamer that's out there right now who provides video hosting for people that are creating video, uh, then, you know, we can complement each other's uh, uh, resources and create platforms and communities that allow people to continue building stuff. So this show was because Bob drove down. He was part of Gun Channels. He was part of the community on YouTube before that and was a big active member of Gun Channels and uh, decided to get up off his ass and do something, even though he doesn't live in this country. 
and experience it. So he took his some money and he got his old shitty camper and an old shitty Dodge truck, drove it down here to the SAR show. Actually, what four years ago, three years ago, forget how long ago now, um, to go to this big uh, gun show that's happening in Phoenix, the first uh, weekend of December for years now. And Bob showed up to see what a gun show is like in the United States, and we uh, ended up uh, uh, meeting up with him up there. And uh, he came down to Tucson and hung out for a while, and we started exploring gun shops together, and that was pretty fun. So we wanted to do something to talk about those gun shops, and you know, gun channels existed, and we wanted to try to do something that we could um, do live during the day at gun channels to kind of you know involve people during the day or with shifts that gave you know that this that daytime was their afternoons so that they could participate and join the live show and then uh so we eventually started the show to um uh feature other people's content like if somebody wanted to do a 10 minute little spot on something we wanted to have a show that was an hour long and it would have three of those content slots for other people and no one took us up on it so we just ended up blabbing and the show's gone i guess 700 episodes like that that's a long answer to your question so we got a new subscriber out there interesting youtube tells us when we get a new subscriber what happened um for some reason, I'm hearing an echo. Uh, so then that would be the next question for each person is, how did you find gun channels? That's a real good question. So I'm going to go left, right then. Cycle, where did you grab, where did you find gun channels at? I think I was doing a YouTube troll for a certain firearm. And I think gun channels had put up a YouTube video at the time. And then I tracked it back to the gunchannels.com. So I hate to admit it, but I, I found gun channels through YouTube, I believe. Oh, that's cool. And then, you know, honestly, I, we have a YouTube channel. We'd be better off. It would be outreach if we actually use the YouTube channel. Uh, we don't really use it because we don't like YouTube. But, uh, you know, it is a tool and we should be. I really would like to do or have some encourage someone to do a like a Friday or Saturday weekly wrap-up. There's so many things that happen on gun channels, right? So you've got, let's just start Monday morning. You've got Knives will almost every morning start a live show, and that show will last eight hours, and anyone's welcome to jump in and be part of that. So you've got people from all over the country that are waking up, people that are at work, uh, people that are, you know, again, third shifters, whatever it is, where that's their afternoon or their evening even. And then uh, every once in a while, Ellis, because of his schedule now, has been doing morning shows where they literally just get on and talk news and stuff uh, in the mornings. So then you've got uh, sometimes in the afternoons, uh, if people are available or around, they'll start shows. Black Cat's been doing that. Um, uh, Rupin's done that before. Pink has done it. And uh, then you've got the primetime shows, they call them, which are the shows that are usually scheduled, formatted, well, sometimes formatted live shows with panels or formatted things with uh, um, interviews or something like that. And those shows really run, what, a couple of three, four hours a night usually. And then our, our show usually wraps up the nights at midnight for an hour. And then after this, there's uh, um, live shows like Pink or 
potatoes or Angelina or somebody old dead horse will run a, another live show that'll run eight hours through the evening and run all the way up until the morning. So there's all this live stuff happening. That's just the live shows. Then you've got people that are creating their own videos and either posting them on their channels, ideally, so that they get archived and are easily found. But uh, just posting stuff on the main page, people like uh, Patriots have been posting some awesome quotes, kind of, you know, have to, are pertinent to the time, uh, the, uh, the days or the, you know, holidays and stuff. Uh, people will post uh, news, right? You guys have been posting uh, things about Bush right now, right? We all knew about Bush because it just happened and people have been posting news and stuff like that. So it'd be great if on Fridays or Saturdays somebody were to do some sort of a wrap-up literally just go through collect all the stuff that's happened on gun channels that week make it into a live show and then we could ideally put that either do it live on the gun channels youtube page or eventually on the gun streamer gun channels youtube page do it live have it render into a video and then again have that as outreach or that as an archive over on youtube which is our you know resource to put stuff on right now but uh, uh then that way of course the conversation happens over on gun channels but the uh, you know, we leave some stuff out there to be uh, found or searched or referenced. Uh, then sometimes, you know, what's like when you're having a conversation, like what happened six weeks ago or when did we talk about such and such? You know, then we have something that we can go back and look for that's a little bit easier to dig through than trying to remember everybody's show. And, you know, I know it happened before Christmas, but I don't remember whose show it was on. You know, it make those kind of things a little bit easier. All right, who's next? Yeah, that was, uh, well, Gary then. How did I find gun channels? I found it watching Yankee Marshall. I was a big Yankee Marshall fan. And every once in a while when you guys would come on there to his channel, they'd always say at the end of the program, you know, to check out gun channels. And finally I did. Oftentimes, like, I'll be in the streets. And like a nun or a priest or somebody will come up to me and be like, why do you hang out with that Yankee Marshall guy? And I'll be like, because of people like Gary come around from that. <laughs> uh, Patriot? I I won't say Yankee. It, it's a, a less known guy, just a little guy, Matt. You might, you know, that never enough ammo guy. He, you know, with his, uh, I think it was Wednesday night chats. It was, with Heavy B and all all the other guys on there, you know, bringing it up, I had made a went over there. I guess it's been over a year, year and a half, two. I don't know how long. It's been a while, but I made my account over there, and then I never used it. But um, slowly decided to start using it a lot more, and here I am. Right on, Frank. That was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Um, it was in before Gun Channel started. I, I was watching the chats, and I can remember when you had uh, sent out the notice that, uh, you know, Gun Channels was live. And, of course, I was at work. You had to get, you know, get to work, and by the time I got home, everybody had start, already started signing up for it. You don't know about you remember what number you are? Uh forty seven. Oh, right on. Uh Sarge. 
Would you find gun channels? Probably right around his mute. I don't think he heard you, Sarge. Oh. It looks live. Yeah. I think my internet's cutting in and out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I'm yeah, I think my internet's cutting in and out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I found gun channels by watching Yankee Marshall. I was commenting back and forth and, and I think Clover Attack responded to a couple comments. He invited me to come watch his live stream. So I watched his live stream, then I started hearing gun channels, and I started hearing the name pop up, pop up, pop up. I'm like, well, I need to check that out. And then I just slowly started mo watching more and more people that were on gun channels. So I'm, I'm glad I did. Another Yankee in. Yankee in? So, so that being said, I'm going to restart my router, and I'll pop back in in just a second. Sounds uh -huh. good. Then we got Ted. You started it all. Well, because I find it very funny because Yankee Marshall was also the person. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and he, at the end of his show, he used to always say, go to gun channels, you know, for more information and more stuff. And so I did one day. And uh, I found it to be quite therapeutic. Gun channels is a very, I mean, People from all over this the world actually uh, at different times pop in here and I find it to be a great deal of really really good people it's hard to find good people you want to associate with so all you retrobates I want to associate with you which says not a whole lot about me but what the hell you're good people to me Uh, Tater's saying he heard about it from Never Enough Ammo. As he's saying, he found it through Early Watch. So Jimmy and Tony were doing Early Watch for a year, more than a year. Every morning they'd get together and uh, chat about uh, Second Amendment news of the day and just gripe. And then uh, started a bunch of people doing the Early Watch Nation concept where people in each of the states would... Uh, keep track of their Second Amendment news and stuff, and then you know, kind of funnel it in. They could effort towards uh, monitoring all the different stuff that's going on out there, and you know, to provide a um, summary of everything that's happening. Pretty neat effort, and uh, yeah, they had a pretty awesome following there. Unfortunately, Jimmy, like a lot of people, are you know trying to pay the bills and everything, and life kicked the shit out of them. Unfortunately, so we're all. Positive thoughts for Jimmy always. Of course, Jimmy is the host of this show for a long time as well. So I guess we're ready for the next question. Okay. Well, anybody has one? Uh, I well, I have another question. If you want another question to do a roundtable on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so. I've always had this question. Uh, when you start getting a little older, you start thinking more about these kind of things. If you had a chance to buy, what would be your last gun? Okay. What gun would you buy? It's that you have all the ones you have, but you get to buy one more and only one more. Money is no object. What's the one more you would buy? And why would you buy it? 
That's an interesting one. Anybody got a answer to that? Yeah, whatever comes on an Abrams tank. <laughs> I would love to have a tank sitting in my front yard. <laughs> uh, you would never have to say, get off my uh, lawn again. Never. Do you have any idea how much, if you put it on your lawn, you'd have to be weed eating around that puppy? You'd have to be moving it so the grass underneath would grow? Come on. No, no, I don't care about the grass underneath it. That takes care of itself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I have a yard, not a lawn. Who's next? <laughs> An Abrams tank. Hey, why not? Is somebody else paying for these guns, or do we have to pay for them? Money is no object. Well, I want those two, that pair of meteor, meteorite guns. What are they, like $4.5 million? Then I could sell them to somebody and keep the money. Were those, were those 1911s, or were those uh, Yeah, deagles? they were 1911s. Yeah, Cabot, I believe. Excellent choice. Hmm. I guess I still don't get the question. What's our last gun? Yeah, the last, in other words, you get to buy one more gun in your lifetime. It's one more. That's all you get is to buy one more. What is the one more firearm that you would buy? Yeah, I can't live in that world. I don't know what world that is. The gun that would kill the guy that put that fucking infringement on me? <laughs> but you get to keep all the ones you have, but you get to that's, buy that's no compromise. <laughs> I want all <laughs> freedom to do whatever. So I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay. The reason I was thinking of this is, you know, uh, because of my medical condition and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, uh, there were a couple times, you know, when they told me I went, you know, last the night. Okay. And it made me think of the fact that when we get older and whatnot, uh, we may not live forever. And so we get to think about things like, what's the last firearm I want to buy? Okay, something to add to my collection that I really like to just shoot and have fun with that just adds to my, it's the last one I get to buy. Anybody else have an answer? Hmm. Do you have your own answer? I do. Yeah. Actually, to tell you the truth, uh, I I've been looking at lever actions, and today when uh, that video came up with the uh, lever action with the 357, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to go to the uh, gun store this week and try to find one, or I'm going to do it online and uh, buy one of those. Because I already have all sorts of rifles, handguns, you name it, shotguns, okay? Um, so, but a lever action is something I don't have, and it looks like it would just be a fun little plinking gun to do a little target practice with. Mm -hmm. I would take a real M14. Yeah, whatever it is, it's got to be full auto. I just want a real one. I don't want, you know, civilian model of anything. Yeah, not a castrated one. Right. 
Mine would be the Avenger uh, rotary cannon. There we go. Jeez. And, that, and just because it's attached to an A-10 doesn't mean anything. But Boy, trying to change my mind, aren't you? <laughs> I was quite well, she, happy with the lever action earlier. See, that's why oh, you I get the that. tank. Not, not only do you get the cannon, you get the, you get the fully automatic uh, machine gun that goes with it, too. You know, you get everything. And then yeah. let those bastards come in and say, oh, yeah, come turn it in. <laughs> it's not a tank it's a flower pot get away from here you know <laughs> you know i'm just thinking of all the city regulations and everything that's right it's a it's a lawn ornament just to tell that guy he's got to get rid of his flamingos first that's right <laughs> here if you need help getting rid of the flamingos let me turn this sucker around a little bit uh Okay, so I've asked several questions. Being the 700th episode, I was just trying to get a feel of different people for firearms and whatnot. Now I guess that someone else gets a gets a, uh, a question they would think that everybody should, uh, you know, that you would like to hear their answers on. Sounds good. I was going to say when you were describing that situation or whatever, um, I was just going to, before you got to the part about you know, maybe not waking up in the morning or whatever. That's obviously a lot different. But if you were just talking about the uh, potential loss of vision, I'd say like we got Patriot on here in here who uh, has proven that he's still enjoying firearms uh, without vision uh, in multiple ways, right? So oh, I, I love it. <laughs> and I, I do have a question uh, with the daily gun show with with the traveling the the gun show loophole tour that kind of thing when did when did they kind of come together and was that before or after the start of the daily gun show right well i guess technically i was playing with podcasts first so i called it the i hate guns podcast and i would just do it every once in a while on on the on website's YouTube channel, and then Bob, like I say, came down to visit, and we uh, started hanging out uh, just because Bob wanted to check them out, and I like to periodically go check out the different um, gun shops in Arizona, so we started going kind of touring the day at a time and checking out uh, Southern Arizona gun shops, Tombstone and uh, Sierra Vista, and uh, then we did the, the Tucson ones, then we decided on Bob's Bob was leaving to go back to Canada. We went through New Mexico, checked out a gun show, uh, some gun shops there, and then into uh, Colorado. And then Bob went north, and I came back. And um, uh, that was sort of, you know, while we were doing the podcast, or we had already kind of merged the podcast and started calling it the Daily Gun Show. And that's pretty much how it all evolved with the concept of checking out shops and trying to do the feature shop every day on the show and incorporate that into traveling around and visiting shops. So I guess two years ago. So the, the next one was your one of your full trip where you planned and went to the East Coast? So back in 2012, 
We've been doing YouTube for a bit. So I grabbed all the money I'd made that year, and Haas came down from uh, Oregon, and we I just bought the cop car. So we took the cop car, and our goal was to go to the Bannerman Castle, and we never got there to D.C. area, and the cop car was acting funny, and we were getting blown off by uh, Cutlery Lover in Pennsylvania, so we weren't going to head north, and decided not to drive into D.C., basically, or I mean, uh, New York, with all the guns we had. We had a lot of guns. So um, anyway, so that never, we never got to that ultimate goal on that trip, and that was frustrating, and that castle keeps crumbling. So uh, when I was thinking, okay, I'm going to keep try to effort towards getting to check out gun shops uh, when destinations were coming around that one, the New York uh, castle became, you know, Bannerman Castle became a destination. So I guess that's why I decided to do a big trip. It wasn't a good idea, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, but uh, financially at least, but uh, certainly an adventure. It's a life's all about right. So I do have one more question, if you don't mind. Okay. <clears throat> what are you is being planned for the replacement of the Daily Gun Show? Because I can't imagine gun channels without the Daily Gun Show. So there's got to be maybe the only reason 700 episode is the end is because something incredibly wonderful is planned to continue on. Just name something different. Oh, no. No, um... Gun channels were around way before this show, and it'll keep going beyond this show. Plus, this is 27 people. Yankee's got 600 people watching his shows when we're on it, and more when he's on it by himself. Matt's got hundreds. Uh, I don't know. What does Night Strike get now? It must be more than us, 50s, hundreds uh, for Hit or Miss. He's been doing that one for a long time. Uh, I don't know what Ghost and Clover are getting, and... Uh, Rick's probably drawn more than us, so our show is really just a closer for the night. When you're up in the middle of the night, Ted, most people aren't up this late. Um, there's a whole bunch of, most of Gun Channels happens from, I'd say, maybe 4 p.m. Eastern to 10, 11 Eastern. Yeah, but it's still it's a staple of Gun Channels to have the daily gun show. I mean, these other people during the day talk about what happened on the Daily Gun Show. Sometimes, not everybody. They're like not say, there's definitely groups of stuff, and depends on, like I say, it depends on which show you're watching. I'm sure HBS doesn't talk about what's happening on this show. Hmm. Um, Midnight is asking, is there someone on gun channels from every state? I don't think so. I think we were talking about that the other day. There's a couple of states, I think, that stand out that we don't have anybody from. There's people from Hawaii. There's people from all of the western states that I know of. There's somebody. Do we have Montana? See? And Wyoming? What about Alaska? We've had people. D.B. Cooper got married, remember? That girl from Alaska? Oh, yeah. And Honoree acts like he lives in Alaska, so he's sideways Alaskan. He's a Texan who acts like he's from California. Come on. 
All right. Anybody else have any other questions? That was kind of fun. But uh, I, don't know I had a I had a quick question that's not related to gun channels. Okay. I was curious as to when everybody bought their first gun for carry, and why did they buy it? Okay. So we'll go the other way since you're on that side. Um, well, my first gun for carry was a shotgun because I was going around into the woods and I figured if it was bear or something, I'd want to have a shotgun. So Ted, oh, and what do you mean? Did you say how, when? Well, how I, I don't carry. Uh, you're talking concealed carry. carry. I, well, it could be constitutional carry. It could be open carry. I don't care. Oh, open carry. Okay, the reason I joined gun channels and became interested in gun channels is all my life people handed me guns. I had never actually bought one myself. And I was considering buying a gun for the first time. Um, <clears throat> because I had all these guns that were handed to me all my life. I mean, a whole collection of guns. Um, so, I mean, I've always had shotguns. I've always had, you know, stuff you carry and, you know. So I'm I'm a little bit different situation than most people are in. I mean, Sarge is next. Yes. Yeah. What are you asking me? Mm -hmm. uh, the question was, well, it was your first gun for self-defense, but was your question how old were we or when was it? Yeah, when was it? So when did you get your first gun specifically? For when did you get your first gun for at like EDC, and why did you get it? I started. Uh, I bought a a Springfield XD forty after I started at work at the after I got sworn went into law enforcement because I had to. I mean, I didn't carry up until that point. I needed to start carrying off duty if I was carrying on duty because I started. You know, having to deal with people in a different way. So you have to be prepared off duty. So, but the, the, the longer I have worked in this business, the more I realize that people need to carry. <laughs> no matter what you do, I've, I've come to realize that after seeing, you know, seeing a lot of things. I haven't seen the worst things, but I've seen a lot of things where, you know, a lot of times a, a, uh, someone that can take care of themselves can stop a bad situation before it starts. And that's what I was going to add to that. You're you're talking not because there's so many bad things happening that you got to have a gun if you're outside because, oh, my goodness, you're never going to survive. It's because a little tiny thing can be avoided completely by brandishing or the confidence of knowing that you can deal with it. And that alone. It's just just knowing. Yeah. Like we were, we were, uh, after my first son was born, I, uh, we were over one, one county over and we're at Sam's club and someone came up and, and started talking to me and he was asking me questions. He was asking for some money. He was asking for, um, you know, you know, asking for some help. And, and I didn't like the way the guy looked. I didn't care for him. And I mean, I was armed at the time and, but he, he picked up real quick on my attitude 
that it was time to go elsewhere. And I don't really know what his intention was. I don't, I don't like how, at how he, he got a little bit too close. Like when I was, when I was opening up the door and starting to put the stuff in the car and he got, he picked up on my attitude very quickly that it was best for him to go elsewhere. And, you know, that that's part of it. I did have some backup. Didn't have to display it. He didn't know I had it, but it's just part of it. So. Right on. So pink first CCW. First CCW was a uh, 1911. Uh, probably about it was, I think it was 93 or 93. Um, 2013. Cause, uh, I mean, I'm getting older. I'm not, uh, young and can fight like I used to anymore. And, uh, in the uh, line of work I was in, I was, uh, you know, catching a lot of people shoplifting and everything, and everybody knew me. So I figured I'd get my uh, CCW for when I'm, you know, not at work. And with the uh, everything that happened in 2013 and Obama, I was like, well, now's the time to uh, get my CCW and uh, really start collecting. Right on. Uh, Patriot. The, the first one I bought to carry was uh, it was before I could carry. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I think I think the it was probably the Smith and Wesson Shield, just because I I bought it because the price and it, it was one I didn't have, but. Um, yeah, size wise, and and the people I was talking with at the time, that's that's what uh, several of them had. Um, it's not anything I've I've used since I've been carrying, but that was that was the first concealed carry pistol I bought. Who carry? And that yeah, and that was four years ago. Gary? <laughs> Sorry about that. I was muted. Uh, spring of 2015, my daughter came to me and wanted to buy a pistol, so I helped her buy one. I knew nothing about them before. I went to the range with her when she went to try it out, and uh, she had me try it, and uh, after I shot it, I was hooked. I said I had to have one, so the next day I went and bought one. It was a Taurus TCP. And I still have it. And that brings us back to CycleCamp, who started the whole thing. Uh, I got mine. I, I bought my first three carry guns all in 2013 between April and May. And it was because of Obama and because of the, uh, the uh, 2013 Connecticut law that was being talked about. Uh, and I knew I was going to have to get a pistol permit one way or the other. So, uh, at that point in time, I just started carrying full time. Interesting. So I started carrying, well, like I say, I got my first shotgun when I was for carrying out in the woods and stuff 
long, long time ago, I guess in the early 90s. And then basically never ever been a fan of shotguns for reasons like you can't carry enough ammo and whatever. So I switched to a revolver at some point. I was over 21. And uh, uh, out here, before there was constitutional carry, uh, and even before there was a carry permit, it was you could open carry. And then uh, we have the international border with Mexico, and there's always been potential violence with uh, mostly the drug traffickers. So when we'd go hunting or something or just walking around hiking down there, we'd carry all the time. So um, I guess nobody includes uh, hiking, uh, hunting, fishing or anything or carrying during that. Or just did you guys not carry during any of those outdoor activities back in the olden days and 90s? I used to start in the Boy Scouts. Oh, no, we didn't get to carry guns in the Scouts at all. Like oh, we yeah. had if we had guns at scouts they were in uh like in the firing range and they stayed at the firing range oh well you know the, the i i had guns range. for hunting but I, I didn't count hunting because i didn't do hunting every day so even oh. even you know i mean i had a i had a 22 pistol that i carried when i hunted all the time and but i didn't count that because it wasn't an everyday carry gun it was a hunting gun Yeah, and Cycle, you said three guns, but you didn't mention what they were. Uh, I put them in the chats. The first one I got was an FN FMP9. And the reason I got something that big was because I had a pistol instructor that carried one, and I never even knew he had it on him. And I had known him for months. So I said, well, shit, if he can carry one of those, I can. And then I got, for deep conceal, I got a, a Diamondback 380, and... I liked the 380, but I really wanted to go to a nine millimeter, so I went to a PT 709 Slim. But I got rid of the uh, well, I didn't get rid of it, but I stopped carrying a Slim because it has a safety. And now I carry a Car uh, CM9, which is my everyday carry gun. So I've I've pretty much been the gamut, you know, when I when I'm when I'm uh, carrying for show. Which means I'm I'm carrying uh, not concealed. I carry the FN. I carry the FN, and that's also my bedside gun. That's a gun I take out every night. I take it out of the safe every night, and I put it right next to me where I can get at it. I knew I like cycle for some reason. That's probably why he doesn't do a blind challenge. He likes nine millimeter. Yeah, they're, they're too hard to take apart. They're so small, you know. It's just hard to take them apart and put them back together. Ha! Um, Pants is saying his first carry gun ever was a SIG P239. They didn't say when. I have to admit, I seriously considered that gun. That is a really sweet gun. Ten years ago. Um... Pink says, what gun, Taurus Millennium switch you got your daughter for her first yeah. one? What age? Yeah. What age? Um, two years ago. She was 24 at the time. That was her she, first gun? 24. Yeah. You're bad That's parent. a single stack, isn't it? It's a bad parent. Right? No, it's a double stack. Oh, it is? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, see, she wasn't really, uh, I mean, they're, you know, her mom and 
they're, they're, they weren't really big into carrying guns and stuff like that. I mean, she went out hunting when she was, you know, little and stuff. I mean, she's got more deer, you know, got a couple deer, deer hunting. But uh, as far as carrying pistols or anything like that, you know, they never got into that. You're saying her first carry gun when she was 24, not her first gun ever. Right, right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant like she didn't have a gun until she was 24. That would have been bad parenting. No, she, she, uh, they just weren't into uh, the pistol side of it and carrying. And uh, she, so, yeah, with me carrying all the time, she kind of got interested in it and uh, had me take her out to the range and everything. And I pretty much brought a whole slew of guns and. She shot the, I mean, she actually shot the uh, G19 the best, but she didn't like it because, you know, she wanted a safety on it. And I had just bought that Millennium G2, and I let her shoot that, and she liked it. And I was like, well, here's your birthday present. So uh, we were talking about EDC or CCW, I guess, there, but I was going to ask, what age do you get your daughter her first gun? Anybody else have daughters in here? I have three of them. Okay. Yep, I got one. Uh, Y'all got daughters, right? That for me and Cycle? They all learned to shoot at about 14. Um, usually around 16 or 17, they, I bought them their first long gun. And... Uh, what year was, this, was that? What years was you buying your daughter's guns at 16 years old? uh 90s okay 90, 92 94 somewhere in there okay um uh and my son got his too you know but uh and the handgun uh i what i told him was that you know i can buy him a shotgun i can buy him a, you know a long gun but the handgun is a very personal item it's something that has to fit the individual is something that an individual has to really like a handgun to me is not like something you can buy for somebody. Uh, you know, each person has a different hand, a different feel, a different thing that they like about their handgun. Um, so I told them they, they were responsible for buying their own handguns. I went with the, the three gun theory. And, and for, I uh, I do have a daughter, by the way. Oh, okay. So then everybody, what's what yep. age you start giving your daughter her first gun? I never gave her a gun. She never wanted one. I, I mean, I bought one that she really loved, bad but uh, I never gave her one because I'm a bad dad. Bad parents. Sad. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. I gave her her first gun. Um... About four years ago, I gave her a 12-gauge shotgun for the house. All right. But that's because her, her – uh, she didn't have the, the husband at the time, but the current husband is not a gun guy. So, And I keep telling her, get your permit, and I will shower you with stuff. But he doesn't want her to get her permit either. So, But I, I feel okay that she's at least got the 12-gauge the under the bed. Who's next? I I got my 
Oh, I I bought my daughter a, a Crossman pellet slash BB rifle, and she was nine. That was. Does that count? Well, she's young still, so she's yeah, she, she's eleven now. So now, does she have guns of yours that are hers? Oh, all when I'm dead, she, they're all hers. So. I know. But what I'm saying is, like when we'd be going out shooting or whatever, I just claimed a bunch of them, and <laughs> like these were mine. It, she doesn't have a bunch that she's claimed of yours, like when you go shooting. No, she's actually she's actually never. Uh, went shooting as far as you know live rounds with me oh okay it's just it hasn't worked out um not that she's against it or you know anything but it's just it hasn't worked out yet all right we're well, not technically a bad parent yet but yeah christmas is coming so. <laughs> my, my daughter has one of those she i had a browning buckmark and she was dead nuts accurate with that gun she loved that gun and because of that i never sold it i kept it the whole time and if she ever gets her freaking permit i'll give it to her i would like to add one thing if any I, you know the the pistols are a personal thing and you know that whole thing if anyone wants to buy me one i will accept it i it, uh, it doesn't yeah, have to be course. personal so i meant for your kids well, you know, I, I, you can adopt me if you want. Mm. If you're going to buy me, it depends on what kind of pistols you're going to buy me. But yeah, exactly. You you yeah. you would have to go and find one that you really liked, and then said, "Hey, Dad, buy me this." Yeah, I got a high point forty. I'm sure would fit you like a glove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I'd I'd I like to watch you take it apart because the spring will send you right across the room. You're going to have to knock a pin out first. I have one daughter who likes throwing knives and throwing the stars and stuff better than she likes shooting. Oh, that's cool. That's all she's right, a, I guess. But she's she's going to do ninja. She has to not favor any one weapon and has to master them all. So She's a mechanical engineer, and she uh, she knows how to shoot. She can shoot, but she really, really likes Throwing knives and uh, stars and stuff like that. Always a good idea. Yeah, I think my daughter uh, kind of likes the idea of me always buying guns because she knows she's going to get them when I'm gone. Anybody else want to throw in there? Have your parenting judged out of the group? It takes a village to tell you you didn't start your daughter's shooting early enough. Oh, definitely. I know I, I didn't. Had to get the mom out of the way first. So yeah, that's part of the problem. Is, <laughs> is the mom is not, you know, my my ex. She didn't mind that I had guns and I went hunting, but when it came to the daughter, she was kind of uh, that was not a real good thing. And we divorced early. I think I think my kid was like eight or nine when we got divorced. So that was right at right at primo gun time. So what are you gonna do? Now is it because it was daughters or? All kids would have been under the same thing. No, I th I think it was just the, the whole kind of creeped her out a little bit. We lived in Southern California. And like I said, I always had firearms. It was no big deal. 
Um, we moved to Nevada and family members bought my wife uh, a shotgun and a few other guns as, as housewarming gifts. And she went out and started shooting and going to the range and and we built a range in the backyard and it was like I had no idea you liked guns. She goes, you know, you never asked me. We'd already been married for like 15 years by this point, you know, and she didn't just it never came up in conversation. But once she was given that there were her guns, okay, man, she took to it. And then she started saying what guns she wanted. When you live in Southern California, it's just not one of those conversations you generally have with anybody. <laughs> yeah, I know my daughter, she was checking out the uh, custom grips and everything you could get on the uh, 938s, the 911s, or 1911s, and other guns because uh, she was wanting to put uh, fancy custom grips on all my guns. Before you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they, they want to bedazzle now. your grips, that you know, when they bedazzle your grips, that's when you're buying yeah. their own guns. Yeah. See, that's not what she's doing. She's wanting you to bedazzle them. <laughs> that, you know, like, she probably knows. No, the price no, no, no. <laughs> I know. It's just like I know, Dad. You're still alive, but. Uh, what I like to do is just see how this uh, fits in my hand and what grips I'm going to get for when when they be all become mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's my problem. My daughter says, oh, yeah, Dad, those are the rosewood, you know, or, or black grips. You know, no, they're not hot pink or no. she wouldn't do that. She's got more taste than that, I think. Yeah, anyway, I, so... I'm going to take a break here since we've been going for a while. And 11 yeah. 11 on my clock, which is neat because it's all ones. So uh, I'm going to take a break and jump over to two places our Patreon and our YouTube channel. It's a bunch of websites, YouTube channel. We've got uh, you got a community tab that I think everybody gets a community tab on my screen sharing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, maybe you have to have a thousand subs. I don't know. There might be some threshold to get a community tab. But there's you, something because I just got mine the other day. Okay, so maybe you just got a thousand not too long ago, right? Mm -hmm. right I'm gonna on. say good night. Chat also. Uh, not yet, not yet. So maybe it's a I'm thousand gonna, subs. Go ahead, Ted. I'm gonna say good night. Okay, thanks for jumping in. Okay. Yeah, good and night. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks for keeping it going. So um, anyway, there's a community tab on YouTube. You know, shitty platform, you might as well use it. it. Doesn't cost nothing right now. Anyway, uh, it allows you to put basically a blog post up there, and uh, gun streamers watching. This would be a neat thing to add because it lets us do shit like this. So I basically put a poll up there, and it says what direction should we go in 2019? And I put a couple of options in there, and I also ask people to leave comments with additional ideas. So for the and I did the same thing over on our Patreon. Patreon also allows you to post a poll. So it's the same I, same questions, or I guess, what would these be called? Options. So 2A history, ammo history, AK-47 info, tiny gun info, or gun cartoons and comics. And over on YouTube, 
it's getting whaled on 50% 2A history, mm-hmm. which everything else is falling behind. Uh, AK, I guess, is a little bit ahead of the others, but uh, predominantly uh, 2A history. And if I click on the comments over there, uh, Seven Wonders said the tiny guns, but he's also in a 2A history. I don't want to gender assume, sorry. Uh, they said 2A history. And then uh, David saying ammo history. I chose ammo history, but I like to see cartoons and comics too. And then uh, Trucker saying 2A history. They only let me do one, but the comics also. So, I mean, I put stuff up there. I'd be down to do any of this stuff, and I am curious to see what kind of direction people want to take it. Looks like predominantly 2A history with um, 34 vote, votes right now over on YouTube. So anybody, I don't think you have to be, I don't know if you have to be a sub or not to be able to vote. I guess you can tell me. If you want to vote, feel free. Otherwise, don't. But um, remember that there's this community tab and it's a way to interact with your audiences over on stupid YouTube platform. I think it shows up just like a video. You guys will have to tell me. Did this show up like a video in your feed? As if I posted a video on stupid YouTube? Anyway. Yes, it, it came through and said that uh, you had posted something. Okay, thanks. Uh, so it was announced to me. I don't know what it looks like though as far as on my, my listing. Uh, I didn't even have a picture up, and so it's just going to look like two sentences and then some yeah. options. Then uh, I did the same thing over on Patreon and, and opened it to anybody who wants to post. So you don't have to be a, a supporter to, or no, wait, no, you do have to be a supporter in order to vote. So, you know, because what the hell? I'm going to want my support. I, I'm going to wait to this one because these are the people that are financially keeping the thing going. So, uh, two way history is just squeaking by over on Patreon. Uh, with a close second with comics and two and ammo history. So um, again, if you're interested in giving me some feedback, uh, I wanted to take a break there and let people know about those two places to give me some feedback and let me know if I'm, as I'm planning 2019, with some overall strategies and stuff as the people who are supporting us financially on Patreon, uh, let us know over there. And again, if you're running Patreon, if you do Patreon with your channels, um, it's a tool, right? use the features that are over there and the polls are a good way to get ideas from your audience. Uh, Clover uses them quite a bit. Uh, I think uh, he gets a lot of uh, uh, coverage out of them or distance out of them. So uh, they're just when you go to make a post, it gives you the option of a poll in there with some other stuff. All right, thanks. And then I guess we can jump back. Oh, I was going to move on to something else, I think. We've been talking just kind of general questions and stuff. Where was I going to go? Um, oh, Zorro over on the gun channel side asked a while back, what kind of hiking boots do you guys recommend to buy? So he must be planning on getting the hell away from all them fires, walking away from them. So I'm going to go left to right. Uh, I'm assuming we all at least own boots, if not wear them all the time. Do you have a brand? I don't care if you wear them right now. Do you have a brand that you recommend uh, for hiking specifically? Uh, cycle? Boots? Mutes? Gary, he got gizzard in. Chickens wear boots? <laughs> Pink, you're here. Um, the only hiking boots I've got are uh, kind of uh, work-specific 
because of the uh, soles on them. They're uh, from Shoes for Crews. They're non-slip, but they're uh, also steel-toed, so those, that's about the only hiking boots I've got. Okay, Patriot. Boots, flip-flops. Half the time, half the Marines I know wear flip-flops all the time. What's going on? Are we still here? Are we still live? Yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, Michael, boots. Yeah. Do you wear? Yeah, them? I, I have I have hiking boots because, uh, believe it or not, because of my cruising. And a lot of the countries I go to have very rough streets, cobblestones and shit, and you really need a really uh, good sole and good arch support. So I have hike good heavy hiking boots for that stuff. Well, you said arch support, and what about ankle? I think ankle when I think of boot. You go with a high boot? Uh, yeah, I do tend to get higher tops because I have really weak ankles. That's That's why I don't ice skate anymore. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I figure boots are a tool, right? They're to aid you in doing something so you can do more, right? So I don't know how strong or See, that's, that's, are, but that's I why I don't. My ankle. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That's why I don't wear boots all the time because one thing I've, I mean, I kind of learned it in uh, high school. Whenever I wore um, like high top shoes in high school, my ankles got weaker. Yeah, so, well, uh, that's a thing. Now, once you take them off and you, you stop, yeah, I wore them forever. Um, I don't, I don't usually wear them now. If I do, they're they're not real boots; they're like Doc Martens or something. But um, you know, I as far as names, I don't know. I mean, I I've wore a lot of different types, but nothing that's you know specific. I you know I like the ones that's got the shank in the bottom or whatever you call it, the metal piece or whatever but there there's changed so much i i'm not brand specific i do like speed laces and have them laced right so that they stay tight speed laces for me meant like not soft cloth but like a really like a 550 cord with no core it was like a 550 cord outer shell except the whole cord was made out of it so it was really stiff i mean you're talking about yeah, I, I like those type of, of laces. Yeah, the, the more cord instead of flat. I don't like any of that stuff. Gotcha. You know, and then go from the outside in through the eyelet so that even if it comes untied, your boot's still tight. Oh, you know, okay. if you If you lace them correctly the way you're supposed to, they you go from the outside in. And so when you cinch it, the boot pinches the, the lace tight and keeps it tight. Interesting. Should have learned that in the army. No, I, don't, I was just gonna say I don't think they got us to that. And plus, we didn't have that. We had the little metal. Oh, the little eyelet. eyelet. You know, yeah. they came out from the side of the boot, and they were super fast and go on and off. But we had like a billion of them. It was like lacing up ice skates or like something. It was crazy. But uh, no, and, and so you only went in and out. Like it didn't have. I know what you're talking about, though. Like on a like a nom era boot. It would be like the leather with an eyelet, and it would go through, and the leather would pin it. Yeah, yeah. So you just had regular laces too, though. So when you put like you're talking cord on there instead of laces, yeah, those it's the, easier to deal with. Yeah, and the thickness, you know, 
because of the lace being round or whatever, it helps cinch it. I mean, you can do it on even even my shoes. I mean, I I still do it. It's kind of beating your brain, but. Uh, Pink, you already went then. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sarge, you got a something to throw in on boots? He's muted. You're muted, Sarge. That's because I had that's a, I had to go check and see what kind of to uh, hiking boots I have. I usually wear like a low top, like my Under Armors, and I've got some some jump boots that are uh, I've got some rocky jump boots, but my my actual hiking boots are Belleville. Or, uh, tactical research by Belleville. I'm very happy with them. So, ding ding ding. I bought a pair of Bellevilles for $35 used at the Miller Surplus here in Tucson. Bob was like, I want to buy a pair of army boots for 35 bucks. And I'm like, I'll go with you. We went down there and he bought a pair of whatever the standard ones are, which are like normally $75. So, he got a good deal. And then they had a pair of Bellevues sitting there. And you can tell mm-hmm. the difference between Bellevues and regular military like combat boots, issue boots. And I'm like, what? And they were my size. And I mean, the soles were, they're not like aggressive, let's climb through mud soles. They're more like what a paramedic or a cop might wear. They're just a little bit more aggressive than shoes, but they're flat so you can wear them on concrete and stuff. So anyway, they had a little bit of like a wear funny and yeah, $35. So normally those things were like two, what, 50, something crazy. Awesome boots made in Illinois contract exclusive contract to military law enforcement awesome yeah i'm i'm thrilled with mine i would highly suggest them anyone to try them out to find some super comfortable yeah i've got so many miles in those but um uh, so i like combat boots so i'm boring except i like them bell 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 how do you say it i mean i just this belleville okay belleville in illinois in there so i always say a belly bell or something but um, Monty saying our Timberlands good. Has anybody had any experience with them? Yeah, I've used Timberline. Those are pretty good. Timberlines and, and Carolinas are the two that I like. I used to wear that style of boot when I was working more, but there was, it was like in the nine, early 90s and there was less uh, options available. So that was just like, you know, a work type of boot that had, you know, met all the qualifications like Patriot was saying I wanted a steel shank and a steel toe. And, uh, yeah, the Timberlands are really popular with the Swedish uh, tourists, too. I used to work at Track and Trail for uh, part-time cause so I could get a discount on docks. And they'd come in and buy a whole bunch of them. I don't know. For me, I'm trying to think. I don't know if they'd be the most comfortable hiking. I guess if you had socks and stuff to cushion them up, but they're kind of like a upside-down bell shape, right? Where normally I want my hiking boot to be the other way around. I want it to, like, hold my foot and it all together instead of letting it squish out like a work boots basically let you squish out all over I'd, I'd recommend uh, um, surplus stores for sure see if you can get some used cop or paramedic boots though because paramedics and cops stand on their stuff all the time they have to be able to have traction to get around but they also have boots that can still work on like stairs and ladders and things where military stuff can be so aggressive sometimes like you you know, it can be too aggressive for just walking around town sometimes. The treads, I mean. Yeah, my favorite cycle riding boots are actually Air Force boots that have the zipper up the side. So you, you, you put them on, you lace them up good so they fit good and snug. And then you just drop the zipper when you want to, you know, when you want to get in and out of them. It's great. Mm-hmm. 
Because people are saying stuff on YouTube. Scott said Merrill's. I don't know if I've ever tried those, but I, I know I don't think I've heard too many people complain about them. Is there are those ones that cost quite a bit though? And I think they are made in the USA, right? Um, let's see. He also said Doc Martens. I've never been able to afford anything like that. They're they're not anything you want to hike in anyway. They're sort of like a work boot, right? Where they're just like a flat inside. It's, so it's kind yeah. of it depends. They used to be nice, where they were more of a you know a combat style boot, but now I I think they're more fashionable. I mean, the leather is really nice and cushy, but it's not anything, you know. I mean, some people probably do. I don't know. I mean, I have Doc's shoes, but um, you know, they make sandals, so I, I don't I don't know how work related they are anymore. I could be wrong, so don't don't listen to me. <laughs> um, then we got um, Echo saying, "I like Danner boots. If you're gonna spend some money, they're a real deal." I've had Danners, I think, before. Are there any boots to stay away from, though? Um, you know, I've had. SWAT, whatever, that that's original SWAT or something like that. And uh, they're uh, made in China, and they look like a regular military boot or whatever. They gave me a pair one year at Chacho, Show, right? I was walking by, or you know, somebody said, go over and get them. They'll give you a pair of boots. And I was like, okay, shit, I need a pair of boots. So they gave me a pair of boots. I think they were like $100 boots. And I'm cheap, right? So I think I wore those boots for like three years or four years. Like, they held up well. And I'm not little. Like, beat the crap out of them and they held up so uh as much as i don't like china stuff those original swats were pretty good but uh normally i'd say why buy china when you can buy those bell abuse yeah it's just i would say the ones to stay away from are some of the the, the cheap ones you buy at a big box store and just stay away from the cheap ones they're more trouble than they're worth do they still have a payless shoe stores where you can get like why one get one freeze for a while. I don't know if they didn't. They don't have yeah. them anymore. Yeah, I think we still have them. There's a few. A lot of them closed, but there's a few still open. I really wasn't paying attention as I was driving around, but I don't see them in Tucson anymore. But they had non-leather, so for being a vegan, they were awesome. They looked like a like a work boot, but they were made out of some man-made material. And those things, I mean, I was using those as work boots for a while, and. Uh, they would be pretty they would hold up pretty decent i usually would beat them up before they wore out like you know just dropping a gate on them or something you know would smash boots after a while but that's the kind of job i was doing so i knew i was going to be going through boots and i just didn't want to be going through expensive boots and i was always surprised at how well those payless man-made material boots held up you know considering i think they were like 30 dollars or something Um, I bought these Bellevue ones used. Did you guys buy used boots or only buy new boots? Yeah, I got my Carolinas, believe it or not, at a tag sale for five bucks. I mean, yeah. they were like brand oh. new in a box. 
I don't think you can go wrong with buying them used, right? If you find ones that fit you, because if they turn out to be like perfect for you, then and you got some issue with them being used, or they're not perfect because they were you know used for a reason, then you know to go buy a new pair and they're going to be awesome, right? But if you put like you're saying like a five dollar pair of really expensive boots and you put them on and you're like, oh man, these are horrible, like they hurt or there's something weird about them, you just save yourself a bunch of money, right? Plus you can yeah. probably sell them for more than five dollars. Absolutely. There's yeah. probably a lot of people that that buy them and then you know they're they either not sized right or they didn't know what they were doing or you know something changed and they started using them and, and couldn't continue you know if you're doing one of those you know the, the AP or you know one of the trails and stuff so I'm sure especially along you know in those areas you could come across them yeah I'm not opposed to buying used boots not at all. size boots you got on <laughs> um you guys are saying nurse martins and then orderly martin <laughs> yeah physician's Price. assistant martins or the or wait what is it chiropractor martins no the worst ones are the patient martians <laughs> A lot of people are talking about getting 50-50 deals from their employers. Now I'm going back and hating my old jobs again even worse because I never had no even offer of a 50-50 deal. That'd be pretty cool. Has anybody used the Red Wings? Those, those, those were... On channels. Yeah, those, those were pretty good. Weren't those super expensive, though? That was one of the ones that, that a lot of the factories and stuff would, would do, you know, those... I don't know if they gave you like a, a coupon, something like that. But yeah, I think they are a little pricey, but they they last forever. But that's more, you know, that's more of an industrial, you know, work boot kind of thing. I don't know if you want to actually hike in some of those. So back when I started hiking, it was in the '80s, and it was all the rage to put on Colorado hikers. Do you guys remember those? which was basically like you take a cow and you strip off its meat and you put the rest of it into a boot and then you make another cow into another boot and you'd walk around in that. So there was like giant, giant leather boots with massive treads. And uh, for some reason we thought those were things were awesome. I hated them now that I think back on them. But um, So I started out with a real heavy boot that was super rigid. It was almost like a glacier boot. Like you, would, you, know, like you were going to be falling off a glacier and you didn't want your ankles to break. But... Uh, then I went to almost a shoe, but still with ankle support. And now I'm back to these Bellevues, which are basically like almost what you would see a police officer wear or a paramedic wear, except in tan. So in other words, they don't have an aggressive sole. It's more like almost like a really beefed up gym shoe sole. But one of my favorite pairs are uh, I've got some Under Armour. Um, Valsets. Well, now whether I'm pronouncing that correct or not, I don't know. That's the way it's. That's the way it looks like it's pronounced. But some Valsets, and they're like a. They're just kind of like a really beefy, over the ankle, high top tennis shoe. Those are some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life, and they and they they work pretty well. They don't have the most aggressive sole. They've got a pretty. I mean, a somewhat aggressive sole. They're like a hiking shoe. But they are super comfortable. We're just running around in every day. I had some of the the high techs back in the nineties. You know, the they were supposed to be 
you know, military spec or whatever, but they were like wearing a tennis shoe. I mean, there were those, those air weight feels and I didn't think it lasted too long. They didn't stand up and they had more of a tennis shoe sole on them. But they sold yeah, my, them at the exchange for cheap. So, yeah, my work does um, has like a partnership with uh, the sh you know the shoes I get. So they'll actually for you know paying for the shoes, they'll take it out of my check like a little bit every check. Yeah, after a few weeks, the shoes are paid for. And then when your companies are doing this, are they getting any kind of like? group rate also so like buying it for their whole like employee force yeah mr ray to say yeah, there's the, there's the, there's the boots i wear oh the gun channels boots yeah <laughs> completely vegan made with nut leather uh those are actually made with leather They've uh, changed their um, designs the past year or two, but my boots are from like 10 plus years ago. I've got the high tops and low top of the same boots, so yeah, they, they last forever. All right, so Zorro started all this. He asked, are Danners good boots? I think we all said yes, right? Um, Zoro, if you got any other specific questions, feel free. Otherwise, we just threw all kinds of best boot brands at you. And uh, let's see, did we talk about we talked about the the polls over there and talked that it is still free patch Friday. So anybody that wants to can go grab something over the gear website store that keeps our projects online and you get free stuff on Fridays like patches. So uh, anybody wants to grab something over there, it's more than welcome to and encouraged to do so. It's a good time to buy Christmas presents because of Christmas. Um, anything else? Do we go in a chat about anything else before we head out tonight? Does anybody have an after show? I keep forgetting to talk about the after shows over on my channels. I'm not seeing I anybody post anything. I uh, remember uh, Bush died today, so Bush Sr. died. Um, looks like Taters does have a live chat going on over there. Whether or not it's live, you can find out after the show over on Gun Channels. Mm. And, and, and I know Bush died today, but 94 is not a bad run. 94 years old, director of the CIA, president, vice president. Yeah, he did good. Pilot. Oh, yeah. That's a long time with all that stress. And, you know, I can't believe he lasted that long. Jesus. Do we have a shop of the day? Hmm. One shop of the day. Oh, gun shop. Oh, I'm sorry. 
No, we're not going to do a gun shop. We'll do a gun show. So this weekend, we'll do two things. We'll do a gun show, and uh, we'll talk about ghosts. Our friend Ghost is heading over to um, Tennessee to uh, train with Jaeger. Um, so he went to some place today. I forget what they think they did hearing protection. He stopped there. So he's uh, doing his thing uh, and doing his bit of a tour, uh, driving from Arkansas over through Memphis into uh, Tennessee and experiencing a trip or a training class where he has to drive and uh, you know do it remotely. He'll be staying in their uh, uh, facility somebody made up there called, what's it called? Something and oh, now I can't think of the name of the place. Anyway, there's an off-site place where most of the people that take the classes stay, uh, which will give them a different opportunity than some people where you go to a hotel or something, you know, in the evenings on a multi-day class, and you don't really get a chance to hang out with the other the other students and stuff. Um, the place that he's staying, well, it was more like a barracks type of situation with bunk beds and stuff. I get, I think. So uh, that should give them an opportunity to really bullshit with a whole bunch of students and stuff. So that should be pretty fun. We'll be getting uh, all kinds of uh, feedback on that, I'm sure, in the next week. But this weekend is also uh, actually taking place right now is the Small Arms Review Gun Show, which is uh, Small Arms Review is a magazine, and uh, it comes out, I think, every other month. It might be monthly. It kind of changes over the years. But uh, it's mostly focused on NFA items, things on the... Uh, National Firearms Act registry, so people that like short-barreled stuff, things people that like belt-fed stuff or large-caliber stuff, um, they subscribe to this magazine. And each year, this magazine has two big gun shows, one out east in Pennsylvania somewhere, I think, and it's smaller, and then this one out in uh, the Arizona State Fairgrounds. And uh, that'll be going on this weekend in conjunction with the Crossroads uh, promoter. So gun show promoter. So it's a really big gun show. I'm going to be going up there and hanging out with a bunch of people that I get to meet every year. And uh, it, it brings a bunch of people together from around the country. And uh, really awesome experience. And uh, look forward to that. If you've got big gun shows in your area, uh, consider, I don't know, doing something about it, making a video or something, or um, I don't know, do something, take some pictures and share them. All right. So... G-H-O, George Bush, let's see, yeah, the Colorado hiking boots with the big red laces, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, and I guess that's it, so, um, I feel like I'm missing something, we're going to do something else today, but maybe I'll forget, that'll happen sometimes, so, it's been a good run, 700 episodes, thanks everybody for jumping in, do you got anything you guys want to plug? Sarge, when's your next show? Can you do it tomorrow? Uh, no, no, we did one last night. No, yeah, last night. What am I working next week? It'll be next Thursday night. Okay. Yeah, it'll be Thursday night because I got to work over the weekend. Okay. And then tomorrow's Caliber Corner. Travis does a show every Saturday morning. Rick, they'll do Rick's Life as I See It in the afternoons. I'll do a 2A summit. Will I do a 2A summit? I won't do a 2A summit tomorrow, but might do something after in live or on remote. And then uh, stay tuned for Sunday stuff. If you want to participate and create your own show, feel free. Weekends are a great time to test the whatever it would be, test the Internet, and uh, find people that will jump in and have a general discussion. Or if you want to have a discussion on a specific topic, you're always welcome. 
and uh, most of the people over on Gun Channels will be happy to chat whatever topic you might want to talk about. Otherwise, uh, got some political things going on. Be active, and I don't have anything to end the show with, so I'll just quit talking and.